Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. G'day legends and welcome to the Pot Noodle by Salute Down Under. I'm your host Jared and joining me tonight are Shane and Liam. How are you Liam? Cold mate but otherwise very good. Uh, yeah spent <laughs> spent an hour today onto the tax office which was fun. Um, don't worry I've not done a Sevco it's to do with my visa extension so it's fine. <laughs> I was going to say Liam you know you had a full head of hair at the start of dealing with them and now look at uh, your hair. <laughs> How are you doing Shane? Yeah, really well, thanks, mate. Um, I've just started back at work today after a little bit of an extended break, so it's good to kind of just chill out last week and and take it easy and just have a break from all the hustle and bustle and got to get in some cricket and took my parents along as well, which was really enjoyable on the weekend. So back into it now, but um, really enjoyed my uh, my reboot, uh, put it that way. Uh, glad, you, glad you had a break, mate, and we'll uh, get into it. But, yeah, it's um this time of the year, it's really awkward, especially when – you know, over here, it's absolutely boiling. Up north, it's flooded. Um, what else have you got? Floods in Victoria. And then you look at Scotland and there's just like people pretty much getting buried in their houses in snow. It's pretty bloody cold. And then Liam's over there looking like he needs to chuck on some sort of blanket or something for a Snuggie. <laughs> Remember Snuggies? Liam should oh, be rocking yeah. them, I reckon, on the pod. There you go. Right. For anyone who's ever seen Family Guy, get me a Yankit. That would be fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. There we go. So, yeah, what we can do with the pod, it could be a long one, could be a short one. Who knows? We've got about three main topics to talk about, and we're going to go on some tangents and have a bit of fun. So, you know, with the... I think the game's back on the weekend coming up. So we've got the game against Bucky Thistle. So I'll talk more about that on Thursday. But yeah, I'll actually start on that with you boys and just say, how bad are you? Have you been missing Celtic? And are you looking forward to the game against Bucky Thistle, Shane? Yeah, I am. Um, yeah, it's it's kind of unusual to go through a bit of a period where um, Celtic isn't playing. It's a little bit unusual. You're kind of in that habit of just expecting the weekend to roll around. And for you and me in particular, Jared, you know, looking at when we have to set our alarms to get up on time just to see kickoff and stuff like that. So from that sense of being able to get a little bit of a better sleep pattern, it's it's been a, a little bit more appreciated. And um, considering our A-League season here is pretty much in full swing, um, I've been able to substitute a little bit of football in in its place. But, um, no, I am looking forward to seeing Celtic back in action against Bucky Thistle. And, um, yeah, can't come soon enough now. I'm, I'm starting to, to chomp at the bit a little bit. And, Liam, how about yourself? 
Well, I'm, it's ironic that we're playing Bucky Thistle because if I have to go another week without Celtic, I'll be hitting the Bucky. It's Oh, it's murder. <laughs> I tried to watch some English football at the weekend and look, no disrespect to anybody if you follow English football, but by God, it's just not, it's not entertaining. It's like, it's like bloody, it's, it's like American wrestling. It's just, it's just all flash and very little substance. So, nah, didn't, didn't, it, try, tried, didn't enjoy it. Looking forward to seeing Celtic again. Yeah, I look at the English league and I go, yep, yeah, okay, they've got tall athletic players who can play a bit, but it's like, it's not the same to me. Like, I just, I think it's the combination of everything where it's the crowd, the atmosphere, the crowds, like you watch an Arsenal game, it's like they're playing in a library. Mm. Man City, they, they have a crowd half the game, half the time, who knows? The only ones who give something that compares in terms of atmosphere wise, I'd probably say the Geordies at the moment, but they're they're sucking again. So the rest of the teams, it's pretty boring watching them play. And then you um the style of football, it's pretty much cookie cutter football to me. Like you look at it and it's you've got Pep's playing a certain way, Andrew's playing a certain way, Klopp's playing a certain way. So everyone's which is that like high press, high intensity football. So now everyone's trying to get to that way. But then you look back. 15, 20 years ago, Mourinho at, at Chelsea the first time and whenever he was there and it was the same deal. Everyone was like playing the the four two three one and sitting back and playing counter-attacking football. So, And then when Messi was out, was everyone just wanted to hold the ball when he was at Barcelona. I know it's not England, but it's like everyone's trying to copy each other, you know, what what's working. So it's, yeah, it's not not my type of football. Give me some, give me the chaos. Give me the Scottish, give me the Scottish league. Give me the A-league. Give me the, the German Bundesliga. I'd rather them. At least it's a bit, it's a little bit mental with what's going on. So, um, yeah, can't wait for Salah to be back myself. And as Shane was saying, it's about looking at the the fixture. What alarm do I set? Do I set the alarm to get up, watch the game, so have three hours sleep, watch the game, have two hours sleep, get ready for work, or and if I'm raging from some result or something, not sleep and then be worn out by about three o'clock in the afternoon, or do you? Just look at it and go, okay, instead of getting up for the 2 a.m. kickoff, I will sleep until 5, get up at 5, watch the game, leave the phone in the bedroom, watch the game once that's over, go get ready for work, out the door by 8, at work on time, and you're laughing. There are your options over here at this time of the year when it's 11-hour difference. So, yeah, looking forward to getting back into it and um, seeing Celtic play again. Actually looking forward to the Aberdeen game more than anything when that happens because we'll probably get down to CSC again, Shane. Yeah, it's um, that's a I think an eleven thirty kickoff, so that's one of our very few upcoming pre midnight kickoffs again. So um, it's it's probably our only chance until the um until the the split, unfortunately. Yep, hundred well, percent. Right. The next game, the next game against Sevco will be an early kickoff as well, won't it? I think it's a Sunday though. Um, oh, I think that's that was right. The only right. thing I think that'll be a Sunday into Monday, um, yeah. and. It's a bit dicey uh, to do the CSC run um, into a Monday morning. (laughs) (laughs) Or the CSC fall in your case, mate. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's explain the bruises in the morning, right? (laughs) RL77 in the comments is saying for the Bucky Bucky game, let Bucky wear the hoops at Saudi Park. What do you think, Shane? Yeah, why not? Why not? Let's, Let's... Let's be generous. Let's 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 be good hosts. Let's uh, let's uh, wear our um, one of our away kits. You know, let's yeah. I, I'm all for being a generous host. What do you reckon, Liam? Yeah, yeah. Why not? I mean, like Shane said, it's a good chance for the. Uh, I'm sure the board would welcome a chance to parade one of the kits that doesn't usually get an airing and <laughs> draw up some sales. So yeah, I think it's a win-win for everybody. I was just trying to think of what other top you could wear against them. If you could make up a just a one-off game sort of top or something like that, it'd be amazing. Like which old throwback top would you bring in for for that one? If you let Bucky wear that, wear the hoops, I'd probably go the um, you know, the old green one with the the people's logo, something like that. Maybe. <laughs> oh God, the one with the the looks like a heart monitor on it. Uh, yep. Uh... <laughs> something like that. If you wanted to do that, just have a bit of a chuckle. I'd go the um if we're doing throwback kits, I'd go the the yellow kit from the uh uh 
2002-2003 season when we had our European run. I always loved that yellow away kit. I thought they they absolutely nailed it. So simplistic, but but really cool. Well, I tell you the one I would go for. I think it was just a year or two before that. Do you guys remember there was a black and gold away kit? I think we wore it in a couple of Champions League games. That was a smart kit. I know mm. the one you're talking about, the Umbro one, right? Aye, aye. Yeah. And then basically they did that with uh, New Balance, did a rip-off version of that a few years back. Mm. I, I know because I bought it for my wife and it's hanging up in the wardrobe. <laughs> the New Balance one wasn't bad, though, I must admit. for for Even though it wasn't the same as the Umbro one, it was still pretty good. I've seen it out and about here and it, and it looks crisp. Well, Black and gold's a good combo. Black and gold's just a good combo. We should we should do more kits in those colours. No, no, we're all wrong, boys. All of us are wrong. RL seventy seven, the bumblebee. <laughs> Next season, what I would love to see is the normal home hoops. The bumblebee is our away top, and then either that or an, a yellow one. There's one that's been bouncing around for ages. A yellow away top. That's what I want to see. But yeah, Bumblebee would be mad. I would absolutely lose my rag on that. I'm telling you, I'd be, Tony I'd be Mowbray, Tony Mowbray throwback. If you only three hoops, three lots of the hoops, you can go green and white, green and green, like we did in the, you know, Rogers' first run around, and then you can have the Bumblebee. Do all three of them. I'll be buying a lot. There you go, Adidas. Pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> I hope the club's listening because they've just made some money. <laughs> The Bumblebee with Sydney Van Hoydonk in it. Wouldn't mind that. We'll use it as a segue into the actual first topic then. Which the board was... would love that just for the shirt, shirt and number, the name and number sales, you know. <laughs> Extra lettering, yep, 100%. So, yeah, we're going to talk about the uh, transfer window. So they will use that as a, a step in. So TikTok goes the transfer clock. We're halfway through the month. Anyone been announced yet coming in? No, no, no one's been announced yet. I'm nope. sure we've all heard the rumours about the Nicholas Kuhn, I think that's how you say it. Mm. Yeah, Nicholas Kuhn, he's coming in. Um, it was originally a £2.8 million. Pound. Now this story is saying it's a £3.5 million pound transfer. There's rumours that he's coming in for a barter to go out. I don't think that's going to be the way to do it. That's not really strengthening the squad overall. Um, yeah, I would say bring him in. He's your, um, what I've heard is your Paddy Roberts type inverted winger. So, yeah, should be decent for us if we bring him in. But I'm going to ask you, Liam, what are, the, what are the priority signings we have to make this window? I know we've been through it on numerous pods, but as the window moves along and a couple of players go out who we'll touch on a bit later, mm. it's like, what are your priorities? For me, there's five positions I want strengthened over the next two windows. And I'm pushing goalkeeper for me goes to summer because mm. – we're linked with Kelleher still at Liverpool. Joe Hart will probably end up at Shrewsbury. So really, there's – I'm looking at it going, there's – that's a position that can wait till the summer. But the other positions of them, I want to get three of them covered this window. What, mm. what, what's the priorities, Liam? Yep. Uh, goalkeeper, someone who can genuinely challenge Joe Hart. But like you said, that could wait till summer if need be because I'm confident enough to run with Joe Hart till the end of the season anyway. Uh, left back, um, Greg Taylor needs a challenge and Bernabe isn't it. So need that, need strengthening there. Um, we need somebody to take the, the pressure off Kyogo a wee bit. So another striker. <laughs> Excuse me. And um, yes, I am. Yes. <laughs> Bless you, my child. <laughs> <laughs> um, they, um, no, I, that, that's the priorities for me. Goalkeeper, left back and a striker. Um, we have got far too many midfielders. We've got too many wingers. Um, so we don't need to worry about those. Uh, centre back, I think we've got enough to get through at the end of the season. But yeah, I think left back, striker and in, in order of priority for me, left back, striker, goalkeeper. What about you, Shane? Um, I pretty much agree with what Liam said, although I probably put striker at the back of the, the three. So for me, left back is the, the number one priority. We need to bring a left back in this window. It's absolutely critical. Um, as Liam touched on, Taylor needs someone to challenge him um, and either 
challenge him to get better or take his place either way because he's not at the level that he was under Ange. That's not necessarily all down to Greg. That is also down to Rogers and change of system and the way that we're playing, potentially the way we're getting exposed. So it's not all down to Greg, and he's still fronting up every week, but it's not working. It's an area we need improvement. Bernabe is not the answer. He's probably got to leave this window. So that's part and parcel of bringing in another left back. That's the most crucial one. Um, I agree that if we want a goalkeeper to step in, as in to be the number one, that that can wait until uh, the summer. I don't think we need to move on that immediately. However, um, as we talked about last week, if we were looking to in to bring in someone like a Joe Gauchi or a younger keeper, up-and-coming keeper that we want to have around as a number two, eventually maybe move into a number one or challenge for number one, I would like to see them come in this window and actually learn under heart first and actually start to develop in this period of time before we bring in another number one with the expectation that they will take that kind of back seat but still be ready to come up if need be as opposed to kind of bringing in two keepers in summer, which I don't like the idea of. Um, and then, as a, look, I'm pretty bullish about our um, striker quartet, if you want to call it that, or double act in terms of Kyogo and O. Um, I think we need someone, a third striker in, someone to lead the line just to help push those two along and challenge and particularly for international duty and so forth. But that's on the lower spectrum in terms of my priorities. Definitely left backs at the top. I think while Liam is in agreement with that, you're probably the same, Jared. I probably put goalkeeper second uh, above striker. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Yeah, so for me, you pretty much covered it. I thought Liam said we didn't need a winger. I actually thought, okay, we did need a winger, but that would have been my, my fourth option that could have waited till the summer. To quote Rogers from last time, I've got, I've got a thousand wingers or whatever it was, <laughs> something along those lines. We have a lot of wings, but the ones we have aren't quality. Like, We've got – there's there's a lot of rubbish once you get past the top three of them or so. So if you take um, Abada, Maeda, who I still think is wasted playing as a winger. So we're talking about needing a striker. Is Maeda going to be that striker and we bring in Kuhn to play on the wing? That could be an option, right? So how are we tackling it? Is it going to be a winger or is it going to be a striker? It's going to be one of those two. I wanted addressed in this window. I wanted a left back was the number one priority and goalkeeper. Yeah, that can wait till that can wait till the summer for the, the starting quality one. The other question though is at centre back, what are we going to do there? We, I think that position is going to be one where we're going to hold off until we sell and then bring in. Mm-hmm. Phillips is gone. Wasn't even announced that he departed and gone back to Liverpool. He's gone. You've got rumours of Kobayashi leaving, which we'll talk about in a couple of minutes. So you've got talk of him going back to Japan. That brings us from having six centre-backs down to four. When you've got Carter Vickers, Scales, Narosky, Lagerbelka. I'm Welsh, we've got five, sorry. So we've got them. The rumours are Lagerbelka's out the door. Like there's teams in Italy and that who want him because Rogers doesn't rate him, so we're down to four. So that's the other questionable spot. If we have three out, we do need to bring someone in for a bit of squad depth. I don't want us signing a player, though, if we're going to do that, to just be the third or fourth option. I want someone coming in. I don't want a project signing, to use the term that everyone carries on about from the summer. I want someone who can come in and challenge Scales or Naroski 
for that second-string centre-back role alongside Carter Vickers. You're not going to get that in this window, though. Mm. So that can wait till the summer as well. Yeah, I think the, the the problem with that is, like you say, I don't want the same situation as we have with the goalkeeper. Um, in that we've got two who are perfectly happy not being first choice. Anybody who comes in for any position now has to want to be number one in their position. That's, you know, they're... Segrist and Bain are both perfectly serviceable goalkeepers at their own level, but they're far too comfortable just sitting on the bench. And it's not yep. it's not a healthy place to be. Um yeah, agreed. Um and I think um, you know, you kind of want that redundancy as well, right? So if we had four, you'd probably still want someone that you can bring in in the case of a <laughs> of a center half you know injury crisis like we had earlier at the start of the season so i think four would be the bare minimum that you'd want in terms of center halves that could um, step up and play but probably five ideally in the squad really that's not necessarily saying that they have to be just exclusively a center half they can be someone like a scales who has that ability to you know move to right back or left back if need be but you do need that flexibility i agree wholeheartedly with what you said jared that won't be this window you're not going to have people leave in this window to come and play second fiddle and try and push to be number one. That's, that's not going to happen this time. That will be more of a summer thing. Um, I think center half is one of those areas where just by virtue of the fact that, that people still underrate him, in my opinion, um, people will fancy their chances of coming in to try and um, maybe take that spot off Liam scales. Um, And that's no slight on him. He's done a tremendous job and he's absolutely grown within the role. So he, you can't tell me that he hasn't improved from when he first went into our starting 11 this season to where he is now. He's continued to grow. I'm quite bullish. I think there's further opportunity for him to get better. So he, he may continue to develop, but I think people will come in and say, well, look, we, we might fancy our chances of knocking him out of starting 11. He might be one of those players um, that kind of is always on edge a little bit and he's going to always have to continually improve. He's done that. I know I don't see why he couldn't continue to do that, but just a school of thought. I, I see Narosky is that one coming in as well, going he can play left, left centre back. So I see Narosky is challenging, pushing through it. RL seventy seven brings up as a comment here. I'm with Alan Morrison, so by numbers on this, winning this particular league is a game changer. I'd be okay with some short term signings to make sure that happens. Mm-hmm. I don't want to fall back into the old system where we had where it was you get to the last two three days of the window and then all of a sudden there's a whole bunch of loan players i don't want that however what i do want is if we can't get our number one option but our number one option will be available in the summer then you could look at a loan as a trial to see if there's someone that you may want as a player that you could potentially have a a loan to buy option Maybe bring him in in that scenario, but other than that, I'm not really a massive, massive fan of loans in this transfer window. I'd rather be have, get players in and develop our players for six months to get them ready to go for next season. But we, it is a massive deal getting that win, getting in the extended Champions League for next year. We'll have a look at some of the players that we brought in under Ange's time during these windows. Players who have come on to be integral parts of not only Ange's team but the team now, right? So. It would be wonderful if we could do an equivalent, but um, I'm not sure we'll get the same success if we're not sort of going to those same markets, put it that way. Yeah, I think, um, I mean, I can definitely see the point, like just get this league over the line no matter what. Um, And there's definitely something to be said for that. But, um, you know, as Jared says, as long as it doesn't become a habit, as a one-off because of what's at stake this year, I would, I'd be okay with it. Um, you know, I don't, I don't want us to go back to the Freddie Jungberg, Roy Keane, Robbie Keane days of just bringing in, you know, players who are just there for a, a quick payday or whatever. But John J. Kenny. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what that's that's the other side of it when it can go really Jeremy badly wrong. Toyin, for you. Jeremy Tolian, Ollie Burke. I don't want to go back to that sort yeah. of thing. And let's not forget the man, the myth, the legend, Marvin Comper. <laughs> Quite literally, all of those things. 
Hey, guess what they Lamb? Marvin Cobb yeah. has played one more game for Celtic than I have. Yep. And he's he's got more medals in his cabinet than most of the Rangers teams. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, um, no, it's, like I say, as long as it doesn't become a normal habit, then as a one-off, I think I'd all 77 spot on. I would be okay with a couple of short-term deals just to get this season out of the way because we're not as secure as we should be at this point because, let's face it, Rangers are nowhere near us in terms of quality when we turn up. The problem is we haven't turned up often enough this season so far. The only reason it's a competition is because we've allowed it to be. And we can't allow it to become a competition and let them win the league because we all we all know they're in they're in a bit of financial struggles as per usual. Well, mm. shock horror. But <laughs> get into the Champions League next year, instead of it being like 30, 30 million or whatever, you're looking at at least 40 million because it's two extra home games that you're gonna play. So there's extra gate receipts, plus there'll be more TV money because you're playing what is it, 10 games in the Champions League now instead of six guaranteed. So there's four extra games with TV money, two extra home games. It's crazy extra money. You don't want to give them a shot at getting that, getting themselves out of trouble, pay off all their debts, and then be ready to go at it. Because then you could open it right back up to where it's early 2000s, where they win a couple, we win a couple, they win one, we win a couple, like that. You don't want that. Let's let's get get the foot on their throat and just crush it. Hmm. Actually, just to jump back to something you mentioned before in the, the transfer side of things, you mentioned Nicholas uh, Kuhn coming in, um, which I think from what I've read before jumping on tonight seems pretty, the announcement's pretty imminent. Um, so he's 24. Um, I had a quick look into a few highlights videos um, just to, to familiarise myself with him. And um, he doesn't look like a project player. I know you used that term before, and he does look like someone that could step up and, and play a role pretty much straight away on the limited vision I've seen. But the one thing that stood out to me, he looks quick. He is quick. Most of the highlights that I actually saw of him were basically him skinning fullbacks really relatively easily. Um, well, Shane, he's coming I, from Rapid Vienna, so there you go. <laughs> there you go. Um, <laughs> he's just got it. That took uh, a while. It, it, it took a while to click then. Um but no, he, he looks. He looks on, on the limited vision I've seen. He does look like a quality pickup. So um, I know it's another winger. It's probably not exactly what we need right now. But um, just on what I've seen, I, I wouldn't be too upset if we did sign him. Just hope the board don't make a con of it. Hey. <laughs> hey. See, I got that one. That one that yeah. registered a little bit quicker. This <laughs> is the accent. It's the accent. You're used to it. Oh. <laughs> no, with with, with Kuhn, the best thing is he's like he's come through the youth academy at Ajax and Bayern Munich, and he's gone mm. off and he's played. So he's got a bunch of games. He's not a project player. I look at him and like he's coming in, and I can't remember who it was, but they actually said that they played against him. And he's going to come in and absolutely tear these these defenders, like the left backs, right backs, whatever, absolutely tear them apart. Like he's that quick, and he's faster foot, and he's got a good he's got a good cross. So let's see. Okay, so that's all great, but let's see how good he is at putting those crosses in against you know two rows of five sitting back in your six in your six and an eighteen yard box. Let's see how good his crossing is for that. But yeah, I think he looks the part. He looks like the, the right type of player. So, yeah, I'm all for that. So what I want to quickly touch on is how concerned are you about the delays in getting players into the club this window, Liam? As concerned as I always am every January because it's it's basically our our raison d'etre. It's what happens. We're always, you know, apart from that one season with Ange where we announced, you know, the the three Japanese players on New Year's Day, um, it's we're always slow to the you know slow to get get things done in january in particular but in defense of the club i will say that it's harder to get stuff done in january because as i touched on last time i was on the only players you generally get are players that other clubs don't want because it's players that they've maybe had at the start of the season have tried for three months and thought "Eh, it's not really working for this guy so let's get shot of him or 
people who are running their contracts down, a la David Turnbull. Um, or a third so, option, Liam. Yeah. Or someone who's gone on loan elsewhere, hasn't got game time because of injuries, whatever, has been recalled by their parent club and is going on loan again the second half of the season, a la Adam Montgomery. Yeah, look, Phillips is not coming back, so just stop flogging that dead horse, all right? He's gone. Not flogging any horses, mate. <laughs> no, um, ah, flogging horses, you can get the jail for that now, apparently. But anyway, um, so yeah. Uh, you try getting a thoroughbred to testify. But anyway, as I was saying, um, the... Uh, <laughs> We uh, are <laughs> totally derailed this now, haven't I? Um, we uh, it, we need to just uh, you know, get get some deals over the line just for stability's sake because there are going to be players moving out. You know, we've already had Gucci move on, and good luck to him. I think he'll do very well in, in Kobe. You know, Kobayashi's probably going out directly. Kwan's away on loan. Um, hopefully. You know, does a Christopher Iyer and comes back a much better player. Um, but we'll wait and see on that one. And uh, yeah, we'll just wait. We'll have to wait and see because that's what we always have to do. But you know, hopefully we get it done. Yep, hundred percent. I'm just going to bring up a couple of comments. So, the lad of Lenark saying a lot of people miss the fact that we only have two true wingers in the team, and MJ Yang isn't the level we need. And Forrest has passed it. So realistically, yeah. Yang, I, I said last week, I think he should probably go on loan within Scotland. Mikey, yeah, been done. I think they're keeping Jamesy around till the end of his contract, just you know, for the locker room reasons, and he know, you know, he knows knows where everything is. Like it's good. You need to have people around you, around you, you know, around the club who get it. It's like what we did with Lustig for the last couple of years. He wasn't the player he was beforehand, but is worth keeping around. Probably the same reason why we keep Bane around, let's be honest. Mm. Um but I'm gonna I'm gonna throw one at you here because I want to get Shane about your concerns first. Did you did you say how you you are about? It? I don't think you did. Oh look after after Liam's chat and, and your chat, I'm far more concerned about horses, to be honest, um, as opposed to our transfer window. Uh, no, look, a little bit concerned because um, I, the reason for the concern is mainly around that there's been some obvious deficiencies in our squad this season. And those deficiencies and areas of improvement, I think, should have been something that, that people were prepared to move on pretty quickly. So the fact that we're sort of down this line and we don't really have anything on a, a left back or even a potential goalkeeper coming in underneath Hart, that that leads mainly to my concern. Um, and obviously, if you contrast it with um, one of Andrew's windows as well, where we did make those New Year's Day signings, which were really impressive. Yeah, by contrast, it's, it's really poor. But just the fact that particularly left back, and I keep coming back to that, we, we've been streaming out for that for a little while. I was kind of hoping early on in a window we'd have something done and dusted for that so to get down this far and to not really, not only not only um, do we not have a left back, but not really having an idea of who we're going to bring in for it, or at least not one that I've seen, That that's where most of my concern kind of arises from. Yeah, and it's, I'll jump off the back of that because that's where my concern is as well, Shane. It's not that, okay, there's, as we said, there's a certain positions we need to focus on over the next two windows, as I said early on in the pod. But the thing for me is it's been pretty obvious since like mid-September where we're at and what positions need strengthening. Where are these guys, what's their scouting department been doing? What's our recruitment department been doing in that time? They've been having a jolly sitting around twiddling their dicks or something like that. Who knows? Like <laughs> I tried to get you chained with the drink. <laughs> <laughs> Like they've just been sitting around there doing that. Um, it just makes no sense here. So yeah, well um RL seventy seven thing Liam's having in there. You can't prove that, you've no evidence. Michael McDonald, we need to get players on a free and pay top wages, either that or gamble on a top player coming at the end of his career. I don't think we would do the second one for the fact that 
you know, the club is, seems obsessed with having a sell-on value, sell-on, something you can get here. Um, yeah, the, the lad is saying, what do you guys make of Callagher and the fact that Salary Sports is on about 32K a week in Antwerp, Bernabeu? Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandslots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Well, I don't get the last bit there, but Kelleher, for me, yeah. I think he looks the, the right player. 32K, we can afford that. I think our top earners are on about the 35 to 40 range. So if you bring him in, match him and get him in there, he's 25 years old, international. Makes sense. Get him in, sign him up on a five-year deal. And if he stays for three, four years, you get a Fraser Forster sort of thing and you can sell him off again and he's still going to get his next big move. We get the player in that's going to do the job for us and we're laughing. So I'd actually be pretty happy with that. I guess there is the other other situation where if there is a player who is on relatively good terms with his club and the club and the player come to the conclusion that maybe their future is elsewhere, that we might be able to get them in this window. Um, I Obviously, it's unlikely, but there is that situation that could arise. I think the comment around Ange bought Bernabe is probably just the fact that obviously, you know, not every transfer under Ange was perfect. And yeah, there's, there's a few that unfortunately didn't make the cut and Bernabe is definitely one of them. 100%. Um, RR77 in the comments, Keller quoted about $20 million. Yeah, we're not paying that. So Nobody's um, paying yeah. that for a goalkeeper, let's be real. You know? Yep. Definitely not one that's not a starting keeper, that's for sure. No. Yeah, so it's... um, I think we've got more chance of getting Loris Carriers in than that. Oh, last year, Kelleher's deal. There you go. That's something I was going to ah. say, Shane. Like, where you're talking about players at the moment coming in this window... If you get someone who the club knows the future is going to be moving on, who can you get on a pre-contract? Because if you sign someone on a pre-contract, then you can get them on that knockdown. And that's probably what we're going to look at with, um, what's his name? The, the rumour is Callum O'Hare from Coventry, their attacking midfielder. What is he, 25 years old? That Apparently we're in for him on a, uh, on a pre-contract deal as well. So we've signed him now to get him in in the summer. So, yeah, that's the sort of player we can look at as well. Who can we get six months left on their contract, sign them up for next year and go from there? I think Callagher isn't on the – I'm not sure if he's on the last year of his deal this year or last year of his deal next year, which means that his, his thing would drop down massively, much the same way that um, – what's it called? Uh, Christy did and Edward did and I did. They all went for cheaper than they probably should have because other than the last year of their deals. So that's something to do. But we'll, we'll keep going on with some transfer stuff. So we mentioned it earlier. Quan's gone on loan to St. Mirren. Go back, get the tape, go back to last week. What did I say, Shane? He's going to St. Mirren. He's going to join Bacchus and learn to kick lumps out of people Australian style. Exactly. So that's a good, I that's a good spot for him to go. I'm actually pretty keen on if we're going to loan guys out, send them to other Scottish clubs where they can, you know, kick lumps out of other players or, you know, affect the league overall while not having to play against us. So I think Tilio on loan, Yang on loan, those sort of guys would be worth getting out in Scotland. Quan goes out on loan. Bernabe, if we can't sell him, send him out as well. So, yeah, there's a few guys there that we've got, we've got to get people out of the club. Itaguchi's gone to Vissel Kobe. I touched on um, Kobayashi early on. Apparently he's going to join Harry at... Um, Yokohama F. Marinos, unless anything has changed over in Japan that you've heard, Liam. So, no, that's that's the rumor, not not confirmed yet at all. But that is that is the rumor, and it would make sense for 
pretty much the same reasons as Hideguchi's move made sense. You know, at that level, Kobayashi would do very well. Yep. So, are you expecting many more to leave this window, Liam? Uh, probably another two or three, I reckon. Um, we'll look to try and move on David Turnbull because I don't think he's going to sign a new deal. If we're going to get anything for him, we'll get it in the next couple of weeks. Um, I mean, James McCarthy should move on, but to be honest, if I was him, I don't blame him for just sitting there and taking the obscene wage packet he's getting because, you know, it's it's Celtic's fault for giving him that contract. It's not his fault for saying, I'll run it down, you know. Um so I don't think he's going anywhere, although he's not going to get anywhere near the first team. Um, you know, I think realistically time's up for Mikey Johnson. Um, as we said before, James Forrest will probably stick around just because of the the, the impact his experience has on the squad. Um, I would want to move on either Bain or Segrist and then get rid of the other one in the summer because I don't think keeping those two around is a good idea. But we need two goalkeepers in the interim, so have Joe Hart plus one of them, because they're both about the same for me. Um, and yeah, get like you say, get get these so-called project players out on loans, like Quan. Get 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 Telio out there on loan somewhere. Get get Yang out on loan, um, with the option to recall them if we have an injury scare. You know, there needs to be that that due diligence, if you like. Um, but yeah, these guys need game time and until we have a reserve league, loaning them out to Scottish clubs is the only way to do it. And the fact that Quan went to St Mirren instead of going back to Asia tells me that Rogers still sees a player in there somewhere, which is good. Um, because I don't want to uh, I don't want a player to be written off when he's played a total of about twenty minutes, you know. That that covers Tilio as well then. So yeah, exactly. I'll bring, up, bring up some comment comments here. Michael McDonald. Saying I have a feeling we're going to sign a big player along the lines of Bellamy or Robbie Keane. The lad has got Lenard. a better attitude than Robbie Keane. Yeah. <laughs> Lenard, Monty on loan to Motherwell, be a good move, and Tilio as well. Lager has gone quite, quite, quite quickly. Get off his Semtex. Have you heard anything about Danny Ings? Oh, I don't know that. What, what I want great name, great name. That's awesome. Yeah, I know. It's brilliant. <laughs> Haven't heard if he's coming up the road, but he's, we've been linked with him a few times since Rogers visited the club last time. Michael McDonald, the McCarthy pension plan. <laughs> RL77 was saying McCarthy was Desmond playing football manager. Yep. <laughs> hail, hail, Michael. And Gaddafi Semtex is saying Callagher is out of contract in the summer, so that's even better then. Mm. Yeah, so the last thing I wanted to do, and this one, this topic... This part of it goes to my wife here because it was her suggestion. So what we're going to do, we're going to do three things, a funny one, a serious one, and a historical one. Each of us have a working – we've taken the job from Mark Lawwell. I don't want to say we are Mark Lawwell because I'd rather <laughs> start punching myself in the face on camera if that was the case. So we're the head of recruitment at the club. And I want you to pick an out like a, for some sort of transfer for this window that you wish could happen, but it's got to be an out there, never going to happen transfer, if that makes sense. So one that we know will never happen, right? Right now, but we wish would happen. So what I want to do is go in this exact team that we've got right now, what ex player from your history of watching football do you think would come in and fill one of those priority signing positions in the team for us? We don't have to worry about wages or transfer fees or anything as a historical one. Then we'll do a serious one now and then we'll do a funny one. Okay, so Liam, we'll get you to go with your, your historical one. All right, historical one. So someone who would come in and make an immediate impact in that team. <laughs> if we're going completely crazy, Paolo Maldini. I think. Is that your funny? Is that your funny? Oh yeah, because going out there, it'll never happen. Yeah, Maldini. Yeah, happiness. yeah. It's it's a historic one, right? I, yeah, Maldini. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just think has all the leadership qualities and one of the best fullbacks to ever play the game, and it's exactly what we need right now. Shane, 
I'm going more recent history, and it pains me to say that it's now, I think we hoped that it could be possible at the start of the season, but it's now out of realms. Someone who would come in and fill exactly what we need right now is Kieran Tierney. Mm. <laughs> Did I steal that from you? No, I was actually going to go funny. Historical one, we need a left back. Pat McLaughlin took my one in the comments right there. That's why I laughed. Uh. Oh, yes. Yes. Me, Roberto Carlos. Uh, One of the best. He doesn't doesn't have the the pace anymore, but he's still got the kicking power. So just set him on the hand strikers. (laughs) 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 What a player he was. There's a guy from Galatasaray left back, which is the newest rumour. Whereas Bartholomew Wudowicz or something like that. Just came through in the in the group chat. So there you go. There is a rumor kicking on. Great greetings to the Jed. So we'll go with the a serious one now. If you want one for the team that was actually be like, if we could, we know it's never going to happen, but it would be the perfect fit for this team. Who would it be? We'll go with you first again, Liam. Right. Okay, a realistic one. Um, right. I'm not, I have to double check. Liam, Liam right. we're not going realistic. It's never going to happen transfers, right? All right. So okay, this is a never going to happen. Okay. One, this isn't going to happen, but if, but one that would actually make perfect sense in this team. All right. A striker, a striker who offers something different than what we currently have, the Italian striker Bellotti. Um, I'm not sure who he's with right now. Last I heard he was with Torino. I think he's gone somewhere else since then. Maybe Roma. Um, I need to look up, but Bellotti, uh, Italian international striker, real sort of old school target man type striker, really good eye for goal. Perfect foil for Kyogo, in my opinion. Shane, you got one? What do you want more thinking time? I initially. Just because I think it's a little bit out there and I think maybe we missed the boat on this one as well. I was going to go with Geordie Boss, but more I think about it, the more I think we're actually still a chance. I think I think down the line we could be a chance, but in, in all honesty, Geordie Boss would be someone that I think is probably not going to happen, but is more of more and is obviously not historical and is a possibility if uh, the planets did align. Um We've been talking ad nauseum about him for quite a while that we were hoping to bring him in. We missed our chances in Belgium. He's doing well. His market value is going up, which makes me think it's unlikely we'll be able to, to poach him. But he's fantastic. Um, and he even scored on the weekend for Australia at the Asia Cup. Uh, so his first goal for Australia. He's quality. And uh, I would love to see him in a Celtic kit. All right. I was going to go Geordie Boss, but you beat me there. So as an Australian, <laughs> I'll go Matt Ryan. Oh, damn it. <laughs> that was the other one I had on my list. That was my realistic one. <laughs> All right. And a funny one. So let's get let's get ridiculous here. One that's never going to happen. Funny one. Probably a play you've never heard of. You want a bit of thinking time, boys? Yeah. My one then would be... Just... I was just thinking there was some guy, I can't remember how you pronounce his name, but it was like he played in he's playing in Ireland and his last name is C O C K B U R N. Coburn, it's pronounced, but Coburn, on the yeah. back of his shirt is Cockburn. How funny would that be? <laughs> I see people walking around with Cockburn on the written on the back of their shirt. That would be funny. <laughs> and he plays left back. Hey. <laughs> That ticks the box too. (laughs) Oh, dear. I'm going to go really left field here. I'm going to get a a time machine. Uh, I'm going to take Chris Sutton from that era and have him playing in his prime in this era because I would just love him. I love him at a comms level now. Um, experiencing this Celtic dominance, but I would love it even more if he was actually playing against them in this in this time, and he would love it too. So I would get a time machine. I'd drag Chris, prime Chris Sutton, so 2001, 2002, Chris Sutton, bring him to this era, have him uh, playing up front. Before we let Liam bring his up, RL77, it's Morelos and Lone to Aberdeen. 
Oh, God. Sound lame. You've got to beat that right. now. Well, I've actually got one that, that could realistically happen. Um, there's a player that I've I've admired for a while. Um, currently plays for Venezia in Italy. But I don't think he's getting a regular game. Is uh, the former Russian international, Denis Cheryshev. Um, can play on the wing, can play through the middle. Really good eye for goal. Um, was pretty much their star player at the 2018 World Cup. Um, you know, 33 now, so it would be a sort of a, you know, a sort of a Lubo Moravchik type of like, it, um, he's not as good a player as Lubo, but same idea of like a guy who's past his prime but has a wealth of experience and has done it at the very highest level. So an Aaron um, Wilson. Mm. Well, hi, yeah. yeah. Um, and the thing is, we'd get him for probably pretty cheap because... Venezia are not a particularly wealthy club, even though they play in Serie A. And he's not getting a regular game with them at the moment. So we could pick him up, and I think he'd be a fantastic addition to the squad and give us a different option. All right, I'm going to go one, another one. Hmm. Never going to happen. Signing transfer across the club. But it has to be from within Scotland. All right. I know there's no pre-warning, so I'll give mine. I would sign David Martindale from Livingston and I'd make him the water boy. <laughs> what is oh. in that water is to be dis- to be found out later. Uh, I would get Graham Shinney in and then make sure Scott Brown is assistant manager. <laughs> I'd uh, I'd sign Cyril Dessers and stick him in the crash for the kids to play with. <laughs> Michael McDonald to Vernier. <laughs> Who's he back? Is he to back up Johnson and Ralston, right, to be the third string? Yeah. He's definitely yeah. a Johnson, isn't he? <laughs> anyway. Off the back of that stupid little one there, now we're going to go, this one is to get away. We're trying to have a bit of a laugh because, you know, transfer staff, we've done the series, we'll have a bit of a chuckle to finish the pod. So what we're going to do now, and I want the comments to light up as well. If you were, let's pretend that you won the lotto, you're, you're a millionaire, billionaire, whatever, right? And you bought out all the shares and you basically gave the board a nice heave-ho out the door, right? So there's no issue to the money. I want to ask each of you, what would be the main area priority of action that you would focus on straight away when you came in the club running it as basically like club owner, club chairman, whatever you want to call it? So it could be anything. It could be recruitment. It could be giving Brendan a bunch of cash to spend. It could be the women's team. It could be getting good pies in the in the stadium, whatever. I'll go to you, Liam, because I know – I'm going to give you the ground first. Everyone, tune in for Liam's rant. Um, me and Shane can, will come back in five minutes. Mm. Uh, two words, media, marketing. Um, two areas that I know a wee bit about, and I think that Celtic could do far, far better. And Let's get Celtic TV actually running like a proper subscription service and not like some cheap stream that some prick has put together in five minutes. Um, let's, uh, you know, let's have commercial ventures in countries where we actually have an audience, i.e. Japan, Australia. Um, Let's actually have full-time staff representing the club in these countries that know the local market and know how to maximise it. And you know what? Very quickly, we'd be bringing in a lot more revenue than we are now, so it would actually fund itself after a year or two. The problem is you need that initial outward investment and the board are not going to do that because they're a bunch of scrooges, let's be honest. Um, Bastards. Yep. And, uh, you know, failing that, I would I would say, OK, well, let's set aside some money and let's buy the team that's at Ibrooks at the moment and allow them to continue <laughs> playing. Give them enough money just to survive on the condition that they change their name to the Hun Zombies and they must play under that banner. And let's see how many of them still go and support that team because it would be fucking funny to watch. <laughs> Shane, what would you do? 
<laughs> I think uh, Liam hit the head on uh, or hit the nail on the head for me, not with the last one. Um, he didn't hit the head. He's still got his pants on. He's not at the loo, mate. I'll be, I'll be hit the head later on, boys, but that's another story. Um, <laughs> oh, Jesus. Where's Pedro? Like, like a gibbon. Anyway, like, sorry. Keep <laughs> God. Oh, wow. Liam. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Gone. Horses and yep. gibbons. There you go. That should be the pod name. <laughs> um, the, sell- the the media marketing stuff is a really big thing for me, um, but particularly Celtic TV. And, and that is an area that I would invest a lot of money in because I think it's a big way that we can actually continue to grow our... Um, or can see continued growth for Celtic in countries like Australia, like Japan and elsewhere by making it much easier for people to watch the games, to stream the games, to get together and watch the games at a CSC. I'd be doing whatever I could to make Celtic TV some sort of uh, smartphone or smart TV app, making it super easy for places to actually get Celtic games. Because right now, speaking from experience, it's quite difficult and it's not the easiest thing to do uh, with Celtic TV. Um, That's, that's really the main area I'd focus in because I think that then leads into the other options of how do we grow our supporter base elsewhere. This is a world-famous club, but sometimes, particularly in markets in Australia, it feels like um, there's an opportunity missed, that we're not doing enough here to make Celtic bigger than what they are. And Celtic should be as big here, in my opinion, as some of the Premier League clubs that you see, right? And we should be striving for that, and we should be doing what we can. So that would be more friendlies in Australia. That would be more activities in Australia and Japan, of course, and other nations where we're having a growing fan base. Let's get the word out there. Let's get people involved, right? And continue to build on what we've started. So we've started that with Ange and Celtic. There's been a revival and a renewed interest in Celtic here. We don't want to see that drop off just because Ange has left. We want to see that maintain and grow. So let's invest in making that happen. Because not only do you get more international supporters involved and it helps grow the club that way, but you're also looking or we can take the opportunity to continue to scout these kind of markets as well. So double down on not only are we just growing Celtic here, we're also taking the opportunity to look at these leagues as well, try and get players in, maybe have youth programs in Australia and Japan, build those up as well. They're the areas I'd focus on. On a kind of joking sense, something that's always irked me, which I definitely invest in fixing is the lack of green and white striped beanies in the merchandising. I don't understand why this is such a difficult thing. Like there, there may be one, but I'd love to see more actual beanies and accessories that have green and white stripes. I don't want a whole green beanie with the logo on it. I want the green and white stripes running across, right? That's, that, that's what I want. So I, I would probably invest a lot of millions of dollars into fixing that. <laughs> Priorities. <laughs> Maybe the millions of dollars is a bit over the top, but it's uh, you know what we're we're in a jovial mood. And we're talking horses and gibbons. I thought I'd just throw that out there. Like, you know, millions of dollars. I mean, you're talking about an, a market where someone could spend twelve million on Tory Andrew Flo. So you know, I mean, <laughs> money, money is clearly no objects in Scottish football, right? So you know, don't worry about that. I was going to say kingdom. A, mi- a million pound spent. What's that? Oh yeah, that's a mil. You own a million Sevcos. There you go. <laughs> Michael Ross has a solution for you, Shane. You take up I I could not take up knitting. I I'm I am not that very good at things like that, unfortunately. So if I want something to be made successfully and to be wearable, I wouldn't make it myself. I'll tell you what. If I want, if we're going to see anyone knit anything on this show. I would love to see Liam use the the, the samurai sword and the case as knitting needles and try and do it that way. No, I, I, I got in trouble last time I was I was knitting. Apparently, you're not supposed to do it while you're attached to the sheep. <laughs> Lost it, Sean. Someone, yellow card. Give me yellow. so on the tv front we were talking about celtic tv for me one of the things i was gonna say was wouldn't be just the tv it would like the celtic tv yes that's pretty rubbish but i'd be talking in general of people want to say oh those those glasgow teams only care about themselves so the first thing i'd be doing is all right let's get everyone on side and let's go and hit 
You look at the money that's handed out by Sky and whoever with the TV deal. Go and fix that thing straight away. That'd be one. That'd be the number one outside of the club priority for me, because that would help not just would lift the overall standard of Scottish football, but the second thing for me and the main priority would be how much of a waste playing in the Lowland League is and the pathway from our youth program into the first team. That would be where I'd do it. Where a club where historically we bring through our own players. For me, a couple of my all-time favourites are guys who have come through the club. You've got um, no, I'm just kind of mental blank here. So um, the the maestro is my all-time favourite, right? But you got like Danny McGrain. He's one there that I know. He's someone who's at the club for years. I want to see more guys come through the club and spend years at the years at the place. Kieran Tierney, you mentioned him earlier, Shane. Like he debuted at 16. It was great for me. I loved seeing Mitchell Frame debut this season. I would love for him to be our third string left back and develop over the next year. You have Taylor, you bring someone else in to challenge Charles. So those two are battling to start and then frames their third string. If one of them's injured, he's the backup. I want to get that pathway working. So what I'd be looking at doing is going the city football club model where you buy your own clubs. And I'd have, I'd, I'd probably go straight over to Holland and say, uh, Gron again, you guys are struggling. You've had some financial issues. You wear green and white. I'll have you too. You're our, you got a good youth system there. You have our young kids can go there on loan and play in, in Holland for a year or two or whatever and develop there. Cool. There you go. You're our feeder club. And I'd just do something like that and I'd set up a sort of group thing and look to find a way for our, our youth kids to get those regular games from ages 16 through to 21 and then at that point bring them back over to home and get them into our team if they're absolutely dominating in holland they'll do the job in scotland and look to bring that pathway and get the guys through I'm not gonna i wouldn't be given what's his name i wouldn't be given rogers a, a big bag of cash to go and spend because yeah they'd probably go on his boot and he'd run down the road like in the middle of the night <laughs> or he'd get some weird recruitment guy to come in so Michael Ross is saying, yeah, you extend um, McCarthy's contract to 25 years. I mean, that yeah. meets the, the what you were saying about having someone stay around the club for a while, though. So. Yeah, that could work. <laughs> and then we've got some some of the comments about what they would do. So Michael and Donald get bigger tallies. The, the lad of Lenark is saying the youth team. RL77 is a heated driveway for the Celtic way. I don't know if that's a joke at Peter Lawwell or because of how icy that gets and slippery, that'd be actually good to get people not falling over. Uh, yeah, I'm going to do this. Let's see if we get any comeback here. Biggest, a bigger cistern than North Curve so the GB can hoover their coke in larger amounts. We're talking about the soft drink, of course, for legal reasons. Yeah. Mm, yes. Absolutely. And imagine being fairly new to Celtic and living abroad and having to watch Celtic TV. Yeah, that would be uh, a bit of a bit brutal to be all things considered. Yeah. Thanks, Elizabeth, for appreciating the feedback. Yeah, I'm going to say about Thank the selling TV thing. My, that's exactly the position my wife is in right now, and she's no stranger to disappointment, as I'm sure you can imagine. <laughs> <sighs> Jed's asking why are we bringing in? Why are we bringing in another winger? Um, because, as we said earlier, there's not much depth after you get through your top. You take Maeda out. You take a Barter out. You take Palmer out. Who's your next best winger? Yang right now. Yang, exactly. Or Mikey Johnson. So suddenly you take, if you have to play Maeda as a striker, suddenly you're down to two wingers. So you need another quality one there. So I can understand it. Barry saying I'll put a few poultry million into the women's team so they could win the European Cup. That'd be amazing. Probably wouldn't even take that much. Yep. So... I'm going to finish off. We'll go to our final thoughts. Now, Liam, you mentioned the American pro wrestling earlier in the show. Mm. Now, just want to picture this, okay? Everyone, shut your eyes if you want to be a weirdo and just picture it. We're playing, we're playing a game, end of the window, home game. All of a sudden, the disco lights, because it's a night game, disco lights come on and it goes dark. And then suddenly, boom, there's like one big bright green spotlight in the middle of Celtic Park. 
it's like the stadium goes dark, Undertaker comes comes out, right, in wrestling. Stadium goes dark, boom, it's Jota. The place would erupt. You could feel the stadium shaking from over here. RL 77s, Jota announced last day at the window an hour before it slams shut. Oh. Boom. That would that would give Liam Wood, everyone. Yep, yep. <laughs> Michael McDonald, Jerry Springer's final thought. How do you know where I got it from? Take care of yourselves and each other. Yeah. <laughs> and then punch on in the background. Yep, cool. So I... my final thought is I don't think I don't trust the board to have the brain capacity to go and do something like that. But if they had a couple of players ready to go, quality. And we're just going to go whack, whack, whack and announce two or three of them in one big sprayer at the end of the window and get us all doing cartwheels, jump up and down like absolute mental patients. It would be amazing, but I don't see the club doing that. Shane, you got a final thought? Yeah, um, for our basketball league here, the NBL, it's Pride Round uh, coming up this week. Um, so this is about um, inclusiveness and celebrating um, and making sure the LGBTQ community um, are supported and um, their involvement in the game is cherished and welcomed and really sport should be a safe place for everybody, um, no matter colour, creed, religion, wherever you're from, um, what your gender, what your background is. So I'm really glad the NBL, it's the second season they've done this and it's it's really good and uh, it's a really great initiative. I'm glad they've stuck to it and um, I'm looking forward to, to seeing this round celebrated properly. And before Liam does here, Mahesh is saying stories about Jota going to Italy. They also said he was going to Ajax the other day. Laird Lenark saying we're not going to sign any massive players. Now, Liam, before your final thought, I want to put a disclaimer out there to the RSPCA and whatever other <laughs> societies there are globally. Those words spoken are not a reflection of Celtic Down Under and they are Liam's words only. <laughs> That Gibbon was giving me the eye. I don't care what anybody says. Anyway, um, final final thought. Final thought. You know, it's a it's an un, it's an uncertain world at the moment, guys. You know, there's a lot of stuff going on, different places, whatever. You know, Shane's talked about inclusiveness, and I'm all for that. You know, Japan is a bit of an unstable place sometimes, but you know what? I can foresee a future. Men and women, black and white, young and old. We're all going to live together in peace and harmony in Chinese concentration camps. <laughs> all right, everyone. How are <laughs> in. See you next week. How, how? Hello. Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.